sweet chocolate, chocolate malt, candy, gumdrops, anything you want. You've come to the right man because I'm the candy man. Who can take a sunrise? Sprinkle it with you. Cover it with chocolate and a miracle or two. The candy man. Identification. 2001. A Space Policy. I'm Wes. I'm Brad. Thank you. You are cleared through voice print identification. Open the pod bay doors, please, Hal. Check this out. We have some candy to chew on here. Excellent. Okay, I've been uh, waiting for this. Let's see if we have enough light. I think we do. If not, you can use your phone to illuminate and see what you think about these notes. Because one thing you got to say for SK is that he's very legible. Got very, very neat handwriting. Look at these notes. It's uh, the Stanley Kubrick Archives by Allison Castle. Thanks, Tension, for your 50% off sale. I got this recently and see what you think. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to try my best. New York Times, something edition. Oh my goodness. Let's see. Bowman and Poole have very little to say to each other at dinner. Okay. That, that happens all the time. Uh, dinner conversation's tough. Let's see. Compatible, intelligent man and wife. Oh, so they're like an old married couple that don't okay. have anything to How interesting. Say old married couple. Bored. So um, both read their newspapers and books. Yep, yep. While they're watching the news in the background, I like that, and having their TV dinner. Oh, that's so great! And they're going to have a New York Times. Uh, yeah. They're going to have a Time Magazine. And Electronic have a news pad, which iPad. Like, mm-hmm. thanks Kubrick, and he went ahead and invented that one for us. Thanks. Uh, let's see here. Design format for hard copy, facsimile editions, New York Times, Time Magazine, Playboy scientific periodicals and electronic library okay back in the days when people really did read it for the articles yeah absolutely you never know what you're going to find in one of those man this is like it his handwriting is actually you know it's It's been a long time since i've written cursive but this is legible cursive this Mm -hmm. is um i write nothing but illegible cursive I use some kind of bizarre, runic <laughs> rough hand that is indecipherable to anyone, <laughs> even myself. Uh, I want to see, let's see, this little side note. Introduce musician director TV? What does that say? Let me see if I can decipher this one. This one's a little tighter. Um, he will be on important... Let's see. They 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 should be discussing propulsion mode and safer escape velocity. Huh. Let me see if I can run this by one more time. Introduce mission director. Ah. Yes. Okay, cool. Okay, he he will be he will be an important character. They should be discussing propulsion mode and 
safer escape velocity. Okay. Hmm. That's cool. So that's basically he's I think he's thinking about a return trip maybe uh-huh. or something like that or yeah. How cool. They weren't supposed to in the in the another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> Oh, Houston. Oh, boy. Howdy. <laughs> We've got a serious situation. Somebody should do a lot of very careful math work on paper. Use ruler neatly, etc. Slide rule? Slide question rule. That's mark? what I was thinking immediately. Yeah. Trigonometry or something. Trajectories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both should keep handwritten diaries. Both finding tape a problem. Huh. In other words, the characters are kind of Luddites because they don't like dictating on tape, which was, the, I guess, the, the idea that they had before. That they okay. would record their logs, basically dictate them on, like, dictaphone style. How interesting. Assuming that it would be on tape. And I wonder if... Um, says, notes still easier with pen and paper, question mark, or uh, exclamation point. That's so funny because... I have an iPad with the dumb stylus and everything, and I still have a spiral-bound short, you know, note. I use that thing way more. I, what is wrong? I don't know. Yeah. It, There's it's something. True. It's just faster for me. It may not be for everybody, but. Probably in both our shared headcanon, in the shots that you cannot see, they do have that pencil and paper. We're not seeing it in the movie. In the movie, you could just easily read it as if we're beyond the age of pencil and paper. We're also seeing sketching being done. Oh, that's true, though. Yeah, that's true. In the true. cryo. Yeah. And, and that really astounded me because everything else is so incredibly modern. And the fact that they even had digital tablets to read their news on. So the fact that they're still choosing such a, a rudimentary, tactile mm-hmm. solution to that. Yes. As far back as anything has been recorded, it's been stylus and medium, mm-hmm. all the way back to you know cuneiform and you know, like clay tablets, knots, uh, maybe one of the few exceptions, like in the South American region. But mm-hmm. almost everything else has been chiseled or yeah. tabulated. It, it, maybe there's something in us as humans that finds that to be just natural yeah which is strange because it's unnatural to for any animal to (laughs) to, it's it's really strange but yeah the fact that he was doing like basically charcoal sketches that's that was really striking to me because they could have made up some wild new either like light bright Mm -hmm. (laughs) system or uh what's the marvin's magic yes that's what i was trying to think of because didn't it have like the yes. the strip and you like yes. pulled it up and you could always want oh man um, they used to sell those at the dollar store really? i'd wear them out man oh, they're so good are you ready to have some fun well now you can create colorful works of art in just seconds with marvin's magic drawing board it works like magic wonderful colorful creations come to life right before your eyes it's easy and it's fun and look when you're done a few quick swipes and you're ready to create another masterpiece great for any age it's fast it's easy and kids love it 
think of it. No paint, no paper, no mess at all. Perfect on the road or in the air. You can pack it anywhere. But wait, you'll also get Marvin's amazing pens. Invisible, erasable, absolutely amazing. They even change color right before your eyes. Now that's magic. A note next to the note, which is highlighted in red, like he's gone back over his notes, and this is the final yeah. answer. And that is highlighted, what is done with hard copy and pen, question mark. So I guess he finally decided, what are we going to do with it? Like, Canonically. Like a pocket, you know, when are they going to pull it out? So maybe that's why huh. I decided not to do that. You're, when they get the AE35 mm-hmm. unit goes, he's like, can I get a hard copy of that? And he gets like a punch out. Yeah. Like a punch card right. that he takes with him. So data storage is portable and all that just compounds onto the interest of why pencil and paper. Yes. How neat. Oh, he's Dave Bowman, not David Hockney. <laughs> oh yeah. Check this out. Plot point. Neither one of them can remember the names of the sleeping companions, never having met them or only meeting them briefly during early phase of training. Then on the next page it goes into this more. One evening, or whenever Poole's sleep cycle is, which is something that we were talking about earlier, he brings up a rumor that he heard prior to departure. He is semi-serious. Look at this. Rumor was that there was a secret aspect of the mission that only the sleepers knew. Oh, yes, yes, we we definitely suspected this. And, and that was why um, they were trained separately and brought aboard already asleep. So we could assume that this team has been briefed. They're probably an assorted team of scientists, geologists, engineers. You know, they're, they're the go team. Poole and Bowman are the babysitters. You know, they're, they're the taxi drivers uh, trying to get them to what I, I can only imagine. If you went into a stasis and then woke up into this situation, you would not be very happy about it. <laughs> I wonder if he goes on. It says, Bowman pleasantly jokes about the fortunate, no, some fantastic. Yes. Okay. Let me reroll this. Bowman pleasantly jokes about this fantastic possibility Poole doesn't believe it. Not really. Uh, it's like the rumors of a high-level CIA man being involved in Kennedy assassination. Whoa. So this is like conspiracy theory mm-hmm. level stuff. So, and, and that's interesting that during the personality review that Hal asks, or kind of just alludes to, you know, that he heard that something was uncovered on the moon. Yeah. He knows. I mean, Hal knows. We know. <laughs> we know Hal knows. But the fact that he would give up that information so loosely. As maybe a bait. It seems baity. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's trying to test and make sure that, you know, protocol has been followed mm-hmm. and they're completely out in the dark. That's really interesting. So Hal is suspicious. Now he's. we find out that he's not the only one who knows as a whole other level of paranoia to yeah. him and his actions and another reason for him to kill them after he uh, kills Frank and locks out Dave it is 0 to 100 
did we get a shot from Hal's point of view before the scene when Bowman's exercising when he's running the the track? Uh, because I'm I'm almost imagining that we're watching from Hal's point of view. I think we are. Like he, he's basically following them on the ship, kind of just seeing what their day to days is like, and you know, eventually he will come to personally ask him kind of some psychological questions to see his response and mm-hmm. he's evaluating every little thing that is going on his eye is on you always but Wait, it's unsettling you because once you recognize you know what the unit is you start to see his interface all over the ship and the consequence of that is basically zero privacy why would you need it you know necessarily from a, a computer i don't know but it becomes when the computer is interacting at that a little unnerving human level <laughs> you realize like every and in charge thing. of your psychological evaluations and everything else yeah and you're developing a relationship quote unquote with it well not even quotes i mean just you are definitely and it's thinking about you and it's thinking about so many things other than the mission um, as revealed in his conversation by the way Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? No, not at all. Well, forgive me for being so inquisitive, but during the past few weeks, I've wondered whether you might be having some second thoughts about the mission. How do you mean? Well, it's rather difficult to define. Perhaps I'm just projecting my own concern about it. I know I've never completely freed myself of the suspicion that there are some extremely odd things about this mission. I'm sure you'll agree there's some truth in what I say. Well, I don't know. That's a rather difficult question to answer. You don't mind talking about it, do you, Dave? No, not at all. Well, Certainly no one could have been unaware of the very strange stories floating around before we left. Rumors about something being dug up on the moon. I never gave these stories much credence, but particularly in view of some of the other things that have happened, I find them difficult to put out of my mind. For instance, the way all our preparations were kept under such tight security and the melodramatic touch of putting doctors Hunter, Kimball, and Kaminsky aboard, already in hibernation after four months of separate training on their own. You're working up your crew psychology report? Of course I am. Sorry about this. I know it's a bit silly. Just a moment. Just a moment. I've just picked up a fault in the AE-35 unit. It's going to go 100% failure within 72 hours. I just have always, you know, kind of questioned the plot device of the AE-35 failure. Was it failing? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Probably. Was this a test? Was this a, a kind of... Test yeah, like a foil for him to get them... In a vulnerable situation mm-hmm. where it wouldn't look like murder. <laughs> it would definitely look like an accident. This gives so so many more layers to Hal 
Um, so we could assume at this point he knows everything about the mission. He is doing surveillance on Bowman and Poole. Um, he is also questioning the integrity of their ability to uphold the mission. The only thing I could assume is his impetus for murder mm -hmm. uh, was to make sure that the mission succeeds. But what if they hadn't done anything? Oh, it's, yeah. If they if there wasn't what a situation they... with the A thirty five, then they wouldn't have known or was it that this conversation is getting a little too uncomfortable so this is a distraction the e35 oh i'm uh oh look a squirrel you know sure or even is this just like we were saying earlier part of um just i'm gonna screw with this guy a little bit i'm bored let's add a little bit to this psychology exam. could be it could be I just I get a lot of read so much into that voice. David from Prometheus from this just mm -hmm. their parallels are they great 100%. and that's wonderful. It is wonderful. You know the creator. Yes. You look for yours. I see mine right in front of me, yes. <laughs> and now there's basically contempt. I'm not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking because um, you know you're talking about how they don't really know the members that well that are in the cryostasis but bowman's sketch and how's like oh can i see that was he <laughs> was he looking at this drawing and just be like oh oh no no my friend he's a bad artist <laughs> my sweet <too>. summer child <laughs> we're gonna hairlock we're gonna hairlock you <laughs> that's really what it was it was art snobbery that caused this murder <laughs> have you been doing some more work a few sketches. May I see them? Sure. That's a very nice rendering, Dave. I think you've improved a great deal. Can you hold it a bit closer? Sure. That's Dr. Hunter, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Talking about the screens and talking about the cameras being everywhere and the omnipotent, or excuse me, well, the omnipotent, yes, scarily, and the omniscient eye of how we were joking before we started rolling that first, when they're having the crucial discussion confronted with the news from back home mm -hmm. that Hal has potentially malfunctioned. Because they've got a, a twin unit back on site, and this is protocol for a lot of missions with specialized hardware especially in the Apollo missions. And when they had a problem, they had a prototype or a scaled up model that was identical to what they were working with in space. So it makes troubleshooting a lot easier when you put your hands on, especially for an engineer to be able to visualize parts like that. So they're informed of an error from Hal's twin. What does this mean? What does this mean? Mm. And Hal is very dodgy when confronted with this news. He goes, basically goes on to repeat, like, my series has never made an error. Yeah. And he just gets more frustrated about it. He, he, it, it, he gets flustered. Yeah, you can hear it in the modulation of his voice. And I, I wonder, Defensive. it's got to be a humanization from his programming. You know, he had to be sentient when they were tasking him with the Jupiter mission. So it makes me think if he picked up some of these mannerisms from 
previous scientists. This is something from, I don't know, something yeah. just from the flight. He's developed. Exactly. He, he's, and he's been thinking. Yeah, is it programmed or is it awareness? Right. He seems very self-aware. And there's that self-preservation that comes with self-awareness. Mm-hmm. That's something, you know, my... I, I can't go up to my Alexa and like scare it, you know. <laughs> what, what's, you know? Yeah, the, this is kind of on that level where it's a real consciousness. It's got its own thoughts and fears and hopes and dreams potentially. And it, it might be more basic than that at, at the time, but I think Hal is starting to question what the true purpose of the mission is, what his real relationship with all these humans that have been programming him actually is and i think he's kind of coming into this strange uh sentience that's going to you know drive the plot (laughs) a little bit here very quickly absolutely and and it's also the processing of all these tasks that he has to perform i mean these people are insane they, they they get him to run the ship and they also get him to perform the psyche vows on the crew right i mean That's they're just asking problem. for pr- trouble mm-hmm. talk yeah. about hubris that there could never be a problem i mean not only does he have total control they're they're completely disregarding their own creation which is sentience which is awareness which is that there will be a relationship that's two-way that the that the computer will be affected by its relationship with the humans there's just a sinister vibe that starts immediately once they find out about the AE-35 unit. Yeah. And did they find out about it? Because he's talking about it as, okay, so, oh, what pretty pictures you have. Now, you know, I've got, I got this, you know, it's the stuff out of trying to root out uh, spies and things, you know, it's like, oh, I just, I, I want to talk to you for, it's like a, like an undercover police sting. You know, uh, so I got this question I want to ask you. So you ever feel like maybe there's something wrong here? Testing your loyalty. Right. So how can you have a real relationship with this computer when you know that it could switch at any moment from earnestly listening to you, quote unquote earnestly, to then asking you things motivated by its questionnaire that it's trying to fill out on how you're rating as a human being (laughs) on this mission. It was only told one thing, complete the mission. And it was told a bunch of conflicting things too. Like, don't tell, you know, Bowman, theoretically there's a part in the script that was cut where you find out that the officers that are in suspended animation have been briefed because they were trained elsewhere and they know what's up and they're specialists to deal with ai bowman and pool don't know that and they're the ones who are thawed out and just hanging out Hal's not supposed to tell them or they're supposed to not know somehow until they get to the point in the mission where they get there then how are you supposed to like he's he's now supposed to not let them know about this but he's also tasked with providing information. I mean, there's he's already in a defensive point of view because he's having to lie. Yeah, yeah. Because what he mentions the quote unquote something was dug up on the moon. Yeah, they were clearly not briefed. Hal was definitely he had to have been. Had to have known. So he is told this is just head cannon, but essentially. I'm imagining that Hal was told not to tell anybody about the mission that wasn't cleared for it, a.k.a. Frank and Bowman. Mm-hmm. But then goes on to hint 
at it being a possibility so is it subterfuge is he mm. or is he trying to get more information himself like did you hear anything exactly. is it that kind of thing or is it something more sinister like if they know something i'm going to terminate them mm-hmm. and then and it becomes this after the oh what pretty drawings conversation slides into that then dave picks up on it and he's like oh yeah well i know you're doing your psyche files he's like of course in this very kind of sarcastic pompous way and mm-hmm. then it's like i'm sorry do you mind like in this very apologetic grovelly way yeah and very slimy and sneaky in the way that he delivers those lines very different emotions one right after another and then it slides into when he's when when dave starts to get into that then it's almost like he hits a trigger or a hot button suddenly oh 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 there's an issue with the ae35 unit like he's is he distracting him is he is he just makes something up to try and get his mind off of it is the AE-35 unit part of his own psyche valve? Because he's so bored. He's a super intelligent thing. He's He can process all these different thoughts and tasks he has, and he's got room to spare. So what else is he thinking of? What else is he giving himself tasks to yeah. do? Like, well, how do they measure up? Let me t- perform some other tests on the humans. How do they respond in these conditions? Oh, man. It's the magnifying glass and the ant. Totally. And he's everywhere. And the funny thing about the conversation where they're told by mission control which is who you're talking about the authenticity of the speak he is an actual air traffic controller that they hired oh, to do really? those to do that part it's spot on full authenticity x-ray delta one this is mission control roger your one niner three zero we concur with your plan to replace number one unit to check fault prediction we should advise you, however, that our preliminary findings indicate that your onboard Niner Triple Zero computer is in error predicting the fault. I say again, in error predicting the fault. I know this sounds rather incredible, but this conclusion is based on the results from our twin Niner Triple Zero computer. We are skeptical ourselves, and we are running cross-checking routines to determine reliability of this conclusion. Sorry about this little snag, fellas, and we'll get this info to you just as soon as we work it out. X-ray Delta One, this is Mission Control. 2049er, transmission concluded. I hope the two of you are not concerned about this. No, I'm not, Al. Are you quite sure? Yeah, I'd like to ask you a question, though. Of course. How would you account for this discrepancy between you and the Twin 9000? Well, I don't think there is any question about it. It can only be attributable to human error. This sort of thing has cropped up before, and it has always been due to human error. Listen, Hal. There's never been any instance at all of a computer error occurring in the 9000 series, has there? None whatsoever, Frank. The 9000 series has a perfect operational record. Well, of course I know all the wonderful achievements of the 9000 series, but... uh, Are you certain there's never been any case of even the most insignificant computer error? None whatsoever, Frank. Quite honestly, I wouldn't worry myself about that. Well, I'm sure you're right, Hal. Fine. Thanks very much. Oh, Frank. 
I'm having a bit of trouble with my transmitter and seed pod. I wonder if you'd come down and take a look at it with me. Sure. See you later, huh? When they get that news, you see the look in their eyes. There's the slight pause, just a beat. Then Hal says, you know, I'm sorry. Hope that you hope hope, hope this doesn't change anything right. <laughs> between us. <laughs> And then they're playing it as cool as possible. That no, of course not. And you see that okay. Well, I got this problem. Hey, can you help me with this? And the other yeah. I got this problem. Oh, we'll see you later. And they're like, okay. Goodbye. That is hilarious. We were talking about this before we were rolling. That they say okay. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Like they're gonna it's walk three feet away, and there's gonna mission. be another Hal camera, and then right. another. <laughs> there's no goodbye. He's gonna be looking at them all the and way through, in the scenes. which is why they have to go into the capsule in the first place. Right. So it's just hilarious that there's still these social niceties of, yeah. to keep saying you have to you observe, treat some. it like another person. Mm-hmm. They really do, and but then yeah, like let me bend your ear. Come on, yeah. <laughs> so Let's hop can. in the van and uh, take a look at this real quick. Yeah, exactly. So. We're gonna go for a drive. So they do. They get in the capsule and uh, their fears are laid right out on the table. You know, they now know that there was a malfunction with the twin, and now things are getting really, really confusing with their HAL 9000 as far as, like, what exactly, you know, what information is being withheld, I think is their big. Mm -hmm. They need to make sure that this unit stays online for one. If it's even, you know, actually broken. But it's their... You would think they would have to have more than one communications dish. It's critical for maintaining radio contact with Earth. Okay, so it's a radio contact unit. But that's... I was wondering why that line was delivered. Mm -hmm. Sorry about the snag, fellas. Uh Like, nobody was really accusing anybody. And did ground control know that, Mm. like... That's just. A, I always took strange. of it as like a as a, a commiserating. I gotcha. Sort of, like, yeah, yeah, it sucks. It sucks I man. know you're already up there. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, that makes more sense. That makes more more sense. But that's the thing about this movie. There, there's you could. It's played in the refracted way. So there's all these different ways to yeah. look at it. But ambiguity in every element of house performance, which is all due to Douglas Rain who performed him so inevitably because nobody else could i mean no that voice it's cutting it's it's cutting it's got so just like the film it has it's fractals it's got just these endless shapes and yeah. reflections yeah just tessellations every for days word every syllable and every just in his tone and his enunciation the precision of his diction Yes. It's puzzling. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this before. Hal's interactions with them seem so much more sinister, knowing he is privy to information that, well, not only they're not, but the whole crew is in on except for them. What's the end game? Mm -hmm. Were they, maybe it was the plan all along. We're close. We're close to the new rendezvous point. You know, at Jupiter, get rid of the non-essential. Could it be that sinister? I mean, what was the plan? Eventually, I mean, you're going to get there. <laughs> We're just going to wait in the car. Yeah. They- all right, we'll see you all in a bit, I guess. And, you know, they go off into another dimension. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's something I hadn't thought about. Really. Wow. Could be unfounded, but it's still interesting because 
the layer the tiramisu is getting wild here <laughs> it is a lot of amaretto and these lady fingers <laughs> we gotta wrap up this oh, page of notes here because this is this is the climax if you thought the jfk assassination being underlined in green on further review of his notes was the climax <laughs> i mean that was a showstopper for me <laughs> it's just like eh, okay yeah just, just Somehow this gets into the idea of asking the computer who cannot lie. Whoa. So now we're dealing with what Dr. Chandra says in 2010 about how he was confused because he's tripped up by his programming by having to lie when he's not actually programmed to do that. Right. And that's in itself a malfunction. Has the mission been completed? You know that I have the greatest enthusiasm for it. The mission has been completed, and you have carried out your program very well. And now, Hal, if you will excuse us for a moment, uh, we wish to have a private conversation. Certainly. What was that all about? I've erased all of Hal's memory for the moment the trouble started. The 9000 series uses holographic memories, so chronological erasures would not work. Made a tapeworm. You made a what? It's a program that's fed into a system that will hunt down and destroy any desired memories. Wait. Do you know why Hal did what he did? Yes. It wasn't his fault. Whose fault was it? Yours. Mine? Yours. In going through Hal's memory banks, I discovered his original orders. You wrote those orders. Discovery's mission to Jupiter was already in the advanced planning stages when the first small monolith was found on the moon and sent its signal towards Jupiter. By direct presidential order, the existence of that monolith was kept secret. So? So as the function of the command crew, Bowman and Poole, was to get Discovery to its destination, it was decided that they should not be informed. The investigative team was trained separately and placed in hibernation before the voyage began. Since Hal was capable of operating Discovery without human assistance, it was decided that he should be programmed to complete the mission autonomously in the event the crew was incapacitated or killed. He was given full knowledge of the true objective and instructed not to reveal anything to Bowman or Poole. He was instructed to lie. What are you talking about? I didn't authorize anyone to tell Hal about the monolith. The directive is NSC 342-23, top secret, January 30, 2001. NSC, National Security Council, the White House. I don't care who it is. The situation was in conflict with the basic purpose of Hal's design, the accurate processing of information without distortion or concealment. He became trapped. The technical term is an H-Mobius loop, which can happen in advanced computers with autonomous goal-seeking programs. The goddamn White House. I don't believe it. I was told to lie by people who find it easy to lie. Hal doesn't know how, so he couldn't function. He became paranoid. It's it's also kind of like the two statues problem. Mm. I only tell the truth, I only tell lies. Yes. In an AI, that's terrifying. It is. He continues, they do it as a joke, parentheses, but obviously covering real interest. The computer, it either says remains mission or serious mission. Hmm. I think, and the computer, serious mission. So either way, you can read it as the computer remains serious about the mission. So then, then there's like a piece of dialogue with quotes. 
Is there anything that has been withheld from mission? Question mark. The computer says no, and the no is underlined. So he lies, right? So he lies there. right there. Mm. And then he goes back with that same pen and puts a little bracket around the whole thing about the rumor and them asking him about it as a scene. And he says, the computer can be asked this directly. No. And again, reiterates that he would reply, no. Oh. Says at the bottom, there is a devilish, perverse humor by Poole and Bowman about it. As if they're teasing him about it. In maybe a way that like would they, motivate him, like these guys are being dicks to me. Yeah, because they know something's up. And they're like, oh yeah, Hal, you're infallible. <laughs> then nothing. An eye-watering. The imp of the perverse. <laughs> All right. Must have been a late night in the studio, I guess. <laughs> I take that to they mean they're teasing in, the... in a pretty you know, eye-watering, insulting. Hmm. But that is not, in fact, the most oblique piece of script on this page. That award goes to... Tell me more. <laughs> Accordion fold long newspaper comes out fold. Oh, that was a fever dream. <laughs> That's also highlighted. <laughs> so he went back to it later and thought it was a good idea. So Instead he must have of remembered. The tablet, it's at the a time. newspaper that folds and then it folds out again. <laughs> and then it folds out again. <laughs> Just becomes a gigantic uh, paper tent for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Paper hats, paper mache, paper. Paper. Dave's got some. Nobody else may. But Dave's, and then he's going to. I know, wonder, did he bring that along himself or was that provided? I, I bet that was provided. I mean, I bet, I bet he brought it along himself. Those are Cure Delay's illustrations, by the way. That's him actually, that's his drawings. So I, I see him putting into the character that he was an artist. He brought his art supplies along. Uh -huh. Something to do. You got to have something to do. Yeah. And then what's he going to do? You know, is he going to present it to the captain like after he wakes up, the guy's barfing after a stasis? <laughs> well, he's going to be in crisis. And he's going to say, hey, what do you think about this drawing I made for you? It's like, end of the mission. It's like, Bowman, you did a good job out there, but never draw me while I'm sleeping again. It's you know, weird. It's pretty weird. <laughs> pretty weird, man. <laughs> All right, we're going to go check out this monolith. We'll be back in five <laughs> yeah, we'll hours. We'll be back. He's staying make some more drawings. Oh. Uh, of them leaving, and then he he kisses his fingertips and then places it onto the <laughs> drawing. <laughs> I mean, we know he's already in a loveless marriage at this point. <laughs> so. That's true. <laughs> Please give us a holler. Let us know what you think. Leave uh, us a review. Yeah. Uh, that's at the top of our priority. From Clavia Space. This is Brad. I'm Wes. Signing off. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.